Welcome to STEAM State of Mind, your favorite source for all things STEAM education. This isn't just science, technology, engineering, arts, and math. It's a state of mind, a different way to approach education in the classroom. STEAM State of Mind! Enjoy these conversations with educators, students, and community members as we explore what it means to be in a STEAM State of Mind. STEAM State of Mind! (laughs) Hi there, we're coming to you from Kettering, and this is our STEAM State of Mind podcast, and I'm Carrie. Hi, and I'm Bern. And we are in Fairmont's beautiful auditorium with three thespians who are going to be a part of our fall play this year. Uh, So I'm going to ask you guys to introduce yourselves. Tell me a little bit about um, what grade you're in here at Fairmont High School and um, kind of the role you have in the fall play. Hi, I'm Emily Rojas. I'm a junior and I'm a part of the cast for the fall play. I'm Eliana Reed. I'm a senior and I'm a part of the cast as well. Yeah, I'm Nadia German. I'm a senior and I'm helping with sound. So I'm really excited because I, you know, when I was a senior in high school, um, small little town of Fort Recovery, Ohio, only 63 students in the entire class. And um, we actually had a senior class play. And it was the first one that was done in years. And um, I had the lead role, believe it or not. Um, there was no singing involved or anything like that, thank God, because they would have never had me do that. But um, it was pretty exciting watching everything come together and how all the parts and pieces fell together and how much science and technology and the engineering and the arts and the math and all of that stuff came together and integrated together. So um, what are you guys most excited about in being part of this play? Oh, that's a loaded question. Ah, um, it was a good one to start out yeah, with, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what ball. are you most excited about? It could be anything. Uh, I guess opening night. That's usually like all your hard work has paid off at that moment, and you're finally getting ready to perform. So why don't you guys um, kind of enlighten Byrne and I and our audience, um, what is the fall play? Because I know it's a, it's a little bit of a different take on um, some of the plays that Fairmont has done in the past. Yeah, it's, it's very different than any play that I've been in or that I've seen them do. The, the way that it's more structured is how the Fairmont musical was in this past year and the year prior was, and it was where it's a bunch of different well, for the fall play, it's a bunch of different one-act plays compiled into uh, uh, one show. And the three plays are uh, Happy Birthday, Will, Highly Theatrical Terms, and No Horse Town. All of them are what I would consider comedic. Yeah. Like, there's not, like, I think the most serious one is probably Highly Theatrical. And we have a varying cast for different ones. And it's, it's all very interesting mm-hmm. and fun trying to come up with how to make all this work. Yeah, and I think all of them have undertones that connect to highly theatrical, Mm -hmm. where it's kind of developing how a play works, and it's pretty interesting, and you can see that in the vignette inside of Mm -hmm. No Horse Town, or the pausing inside of Happy Birthday Will, and it just plays with a lot of different well-known theatrical aspects, and it's really cool. (laughs) So as a novice... I mean, like, yes, I was in a play, but okay. <laughs> and you were the lead. lead. And I was yeah. the lead, yes. Do you remember right. what the play was? 
Um, yes. Um, what was the name about it? I, I'll think about the name. All right. it was, uh, <laughs> that could be my question for you at the end. Of but it. yeah, that'll be a good question. Um, but um, really, you know, you're talking about all these aspects and different things. Uh, explain a couple of them to me. Well, the vignette is usually a moment in time. It's similar to a tableau yeah. where you pause on stage and make a certain body movement that is supposed to represent a certain emotion sometimes or a certain um, like thing that yeah, has happened. Yeah, it's like an, it, uh, for highly theatrical, there's a, a part where we do a tableau and then a tableau vivant. And the first one is, for, is like a scene of someone dying and the second one is like a proposal. So it's these two scenes where you kind of freeze and you're supposed to convey a strong emotion to the audience. So without words, it's easily seen what's going on. Mm-hmm. So... I think it just kind of represents how dynamic acting can be. Yeah. Like, it's it's mainly without words yeah. most of the time. It's like how I I would consider it sim- it's similar to how miming works on stage. However, this is one you're just no moving. So, Was there um, kind of a thought process um, on the part of Mr. Lamb, the director, in, in choosing this kind of sort of genre um, versus maybe some of the plays that have been done in the past? Did you guys talk about any of that or um, it, it, how, how you guys come up with or how he comes up with the plays that you guys decide to stage? Um, we didn't really, he didn't, he never really discussed it with us. <laughs> the main thing that I did learn is that in the past they had done one, the fall show could possibly be either a drama or a comedy. And then the winter play would be the opposite of whatever the fall play was. However, for, for the past couple of years, we've kind of broken from that mold and we've primarily done comedies. So and it's we been need great. a little more comedy. Yeah. 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 That, that, might, be, that yeah. might be it right there. That's, yeah. what, that's why we're doing it, because mm-hmm. we need some comedy. That's great. I think um, another cool thing about it when it comes to like the crew side is because it's three different um, plays that we get to switch off doing roles that usually only one person would do and allow others to get a chance to, like, figure out how sound works and lights work. And I, like, really appreciate the fact that it lets us, like, have more people and more roles. So, Can you explain your role a little bit more? Like, you're part of the sound. Is that correct? Yeah. Or what roles? Is, well, maybe you have more than one role. Um, what roles are you playing? Um, I mostly just do sound stuff now, and then I'll show up to build crew, but... You know, depends on the day. <laughs> but I mostly um, do sound, and so, you know, the actors need mics, so you put the mics on the actors, and then you um, adjust the levels so it sounds right and natural with their voice, and then you follow through the script, and you play the sound effects and turn the mics on and off. So it's pretty simple once you, like, get to, like, the actual shows. It's just a bit of setup before then, really. And this is a total compliment to to those of you guys who work backstage and obviously on stage as well. But it you make it look so simple, and I know it's not. I know it's complicated. How how do you learn, um, you know, how to to make the sound work, you know, when in this big auditorium and and what the lighting needs to look like so that you know that audience person in the back row is going to be able to see things as well as maybe the person you know in center. Uh, the front of the auditorium kind of thing. What are, how, how'd you learn how to do that kind of stuff? I'd love to say that there's like a really specific way to do that. That'll never <laughs> fail. But a lot of it is just like trial and error. Like 
yeah, a lot of stuff goes wrong before it goes right, you know. <laughs> she goes, well, does this color work for the stage? No, absolutely not. Change it, you know. Mm-hmm. Does this sound better for the mics? No. Now we just have feedback, you know. It's a lot of, let's test this out and see how this goes, mm-hmm. you know. So and it's a lot of the engineering design process, you know, testing and failing. Engineering and, and technology, and- yeah, it's very heavily based on that. Even, like, they build the scenes we see and kind of work on the costumes and every aspect that makes the show the show. So it's very heavily based on engineering and technology aspects. That's awesome. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, and what's really neat is that whole thing that we've talked about for a year and a half on this podcast is, you know, if something doesn't go right, then you step back and you talk and you figure out how to make it right. And that truly is part of this whole STEAM education process that we've been talking about with all myriads of different people in it's the last year and a half. It's that STEAM state of mind. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, and even the acting aspect of it, there is a design thinking about that too. Um, I'm sure. I mean, I know like when I did it years ago, I can still remember thinking about, okay, that didn't, that was not what, the emotion or mm-hmm. what I'm supposed to be doing or I'm overdoing this or underdoing this and you get the feedback and then you redesign how you're doing it. That's yeah. the arts aspect of it. Yeah, it's it takes a lot of creativity and problem solving at the same time because, of course, no one wants it to happen, but people forget their lines. People mess <laughs> up. It's what people do. And improv is entirely based on problem solving and creativity. You have to be prepared to think on the spot and come up with a new solution to keep it going. And if you don't, it's it's not going to look good. So you have to start <laughs> thinking outside the box. <laughs> and it really, that becomes really um, a teamwork. It does. <laughs> you know, between the actors that are on the stage and those of you who are backstage. And, you know, if somebody makes a mistake and they come out stage left instead of stage right and that light's over stage left, then, then you know, you have to problem solve and, and there has to be teamwork to, to fix it so that most of the time those of us sitting in the audience never even realize <laughs> that there was a mistake or that something happened that wasn't supposed to happen exactly like it did. Um, I will say one of my favorite instances of teamwork, and this is definitely a mistake that everyone noticed, but during um, (laughs) one of our winter plays for um, Clue, one of the actors, Mike Packett's self, just died mid-show, and I'm in the booth, and the actor's on stage, and it's like, how can I continue running my thing and fix this for an issue that's happening on the stage, and so... Thankfully, some of like the backstage crew was able to help me as I'm running other stuff, test it out and get a new mic on him during one of like the scenes he wasn't in and fix it. And, you know, if it wasn't for the teamworks, I could have never been two places at once. None of that would have been mm-hmm. fixed. Right. You would have had just run right on stage with a replacement <laughs> mic. Yeah. Ruin the whole scene, right? <laughs> yeah, well, that's it's a pretty great exciting example. to hear um, how you guys are problem solvers and how you're critically thinking and how you're able to, um, you know, solve a problem by yourself. Like you're, you are thinking ahead or you're thinking, um, you know, using your critical thinking skills to be able to solve problems. Cause a lot of times, you know, people, you know, your, your age group or even our age group sometimes, <laughs> um, we, you know, people just sit there and they wait like, okay, tell me what to do. And they don't know how to address the problem. But it sounds like we have a lot of problem solvers in 
with this group and on the stage. Um, so what do you think um, is something that helped you guys become, have that confidence to be able to solve problems, to be able to do the teamwork like you were just talking about? How did you, how do you, de- how did you develop those skills? Well, for me, it, it's definitely a new thing because I, I had anxiety growing up and it was very difficult for me to speak out and kind of say, hey, here's a problem. Can you help me? So at a certain point, I realized that, hey, I'm getting older. I'm going to have to be independent. And if I want something fixed, you're going to have to ask someone because you can't solve everything by yourself. I mean, that's not right. how people are built. You, you really have to use teamwork and fix a problem together. So that was like a big important lesson for me. <laughs> the the other thing I also struggled with along with the anxiety of not being able to ask people for help is also I had when especially when I was younger people would goof off a lot especially in group projects and yeah. I always had to I was always the one that like kind of took charge and I'm like okay I'm just going to do this by myself cuz no one else <laughs> is going to contribute. <laughs> so it was that was the way I I, and I also had to learn that, like, you can't do that always. Like, it, not only is it, it's not true group work, but it's also, that puts a lot of pressure on the person to try and yes. figure out uh-huh. how to work through these issues. And so as I m- went through middle school and all that, it was like, okay, you can, and more people became more reliable as well as time went on. And so that was a good thing that helped me to learn about that. Hmm. I think for me, a lot of it with problem solving and teamwork is um, just kind of like, building those connections within like the groups of people you're working with because you can't work as a team if you're not a team to start with (laughs) so it's very important to like I don't know get to know who you're working with you know out in the ways of just outside of what you're doing but who they are you know their thoughts and feelings on certain things and so I think that's also very important Mm -hmm. and some of it too I think also just comes from doing stuff I mean my first time running sound here was for one of the musicals (laughs) so it was a big first just jump right in there hey yeah I think that helped a lot too yeah Yeah. so good relationship building yeah is a big part of it yeah And and identifying what I heard from what you guys are saying is you guys identified your weaknesses and your strengths and you use those things to um, become a better problem solver and a team player and that type of thing because we all have different you know um, strengths and weaknesses that can help us and also it can harm us too Mm -hmm. you know hinder our progress do you guys have any more behind the scenes fun things that have happened that we might not have seen but We'll watch for it next week when we're here watching the play. I know I've tripped a f- few times on stage. That's, that, I think that's like one of the biggest things is like you'll hear, you, you might hear something backstage happening and nine times out of ten it's like something fell over or somebody <laughs> fell over. Somebody. Some, yeah, because we actually had a girl when we had the sound shell up on the stage, she tried to go behind the behind it because we didn't want to walk in on stage while people were acting and she went too quickly and she fell across the beams in the back and she was fine. But it was like one of those things that's like, okay, and we know not to do that anymore. <laughs> well, and isn't that one of the hardest things when you're actually on stage and you hear a big crash to not mm-hmm. react to that? Because mm-hmm. that is not my character. Yes. I can't react to the fact that it sounded like the entire backstage just fell, you know, <laughs> on top of somebody. So mm-hmm. I'm sure that, you know, that I remember those from theater days that, you know, you just kind of had to keep that sort of poker face and pretend like you didn't just hear that yeah. happen back there. <laughs> I, I've i always enjoyed it, especially being more introverted, where 
you kind of get to create your own little world and like you get comfortable on stage at a certain point mm-hmm. and I'm able to luckily tune out some of that stuff but I know it was harder when I was <laughs> when a couple of you have mentioned you know um you know being anxious when you're younger and things like that and then you said maybe being more of an introvert I'm curious what um prompted you to do probably one of the most extroverted things you can do which is to get out on stage and put yourself in front of an audience um well when I was a kid I I think I still have problems with it but just understanding other people's emotions and mm-hmm. fully diving into that and my father recommended trying acting because you kind of have to awesome. get to understand it thanks dad that was a great <laughs> idea good encouragement there yes for me it was a bit more like because you're not you're not yourself on stage and I think that's the biggest aspect I struggle with is like I I can't be myself around people but I can go up on stage and be a completely different person and that's the person I'm portraying I'm not portraying myself and I think that's what helped me be more open to the sport like all this and also just the people in it you mean mm-hmm. it's such a diverse group of people that it was like this looks really fun and yeah it's, ang- yeah, it's a little nerve-wracking to get on stage and do this but the people you're all in this together so right. yeah um, for me getting into it um and theater and all that um growing up <laughs> my mom my mom's a musician and she teaches flute and she likes to play in the pit um for musicals you know and so growing up, we couldn't always afford a babysitter, so she'd take me with her hmm. to all these musicals and all these rehearsals. So oh, I always fun. just saw all this theater stuff. And so when I got to high school, I was like, hey, why not, you know, try it myself? And I actually started um, my first my first play I did. I was cast. <laughs> I had a very minor role. Cause I'm On not purpose the, cast? Or? Yes. Okay. Because I'm not the best actor. But um, after that, I was like, Maybe this isn't what originally drew me to theater, you know. Maybe it's mm-hmm. some other aspect, you know, to which right. I eventually found sound. <laughs> I love the idea that, you know, there are so many different opportunities that you can, you know, in a production like this that are available to you. And, uh, you know, it sounds like you have sound. Um, there's lighting involved, I'm assuming, of course, you know. And then the stage design. Um, ha- are you have what kind of stage design because I don't see anything yet. I'm sure it's going to be coming in the stage sometime. Maybe part of what Nate makes this unique, right, guys? There but how a lot. <laughs> how is how how's the stage design like? Where is that happening? Um. Well, at this moment, I'm pretty sure this table right in front of us is one of our props. So that is um, definitely one of the props. <laughs> I painted that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they did a nice job. Yeah. Okay. The, 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 and that's one of the things that Cass has been talking about is that for this show, it, we didn't have, we, we actually don't have that much set at all. I think mm. the, it's majority prop driven more than set driven. Mm-hmm. And to a point where our backdrop for one of the shows, it's not even like it's, screen projected which I find interesting because now we have to figure out a way to make sure our heads or our shadows are not poking up on this projected screen a lot of science involved in that yeah so that so yeah there's there's more props that you'll see more than actual Mm -hmm. physical set that cast crew will need to move in and out so yeah I will say that I really wouldn't call say that we have a set um for this show specifically um we've had a few projects here and there um (laughs) <laughs> we have um, this table right in front of us, which, you know, not everyone can see if you're listening. It's a beautiful brown but, um, table, everybody. <laughs> we also had um, 
<laughs> we also have this trunk. And um, I think it's taken up the same amount of patience, of my own patience, that building a full set would. Um, <laughs> Did you say the, a trunk as in T-R-U-N-K? Hmm? Trunk? Yeah. Okay. And, um, and the thought was for one of the um, shows, two cast members jump on top of it and sit on it. And when we first pulled this um, trunk out of the, um, you know, out of our like storage, um, crew tested jumping on it and it didn't go too well. No one <laughs> fell through, but it buckled like crazy. And we're like, oh, okay, this isn't safe. So we ended up with the challenge of how do we find a way to um, support this trunk? And it's got this dome cover. So it's not as simple as just mm-hmm. putting in, you know, wood just straight, you know. And so we had this challenge of how do we make this so that it can be, it can support people on it and that the supports aren't noticeable because they open the trunk to grab things. So it still needed to be functional and be able to store stuff, but also had to have all these supports that needed to be as hidden as possible. So it was a good challenge. I'll say that. That's a steam challenge right there. Yeah. Oh my God. That is so exciting. And I assume you were successful, right? Yeah. That's great. Or we'll find out on stage on opening <laughs> yeah. night. You know, yeah, that's right. improv will have to come in. Let's hope no one there. loses an ankle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's going to be so cool to watch now that we have a little inside scoop of some of this. But that that re- and you guys went through a lot of the engineering design process just you know on that trunk, and it was a real world problem. And I love how you guys tested it at first and <laughs> kind of bowed and like, okay, this is not safe. But talk <laughs> about like the physics involved in that, and all of the engineering and the designing and all that stuff. And yes, it has to be functional, you know. So that's really cool. That's that's steam state of mind. That's steam state of mind right yes. there. Well, I'm excited now to, like you said, we got a little bit of the back backstage scoop, and it's going to be interesting to come and see this. I'm I'm really interested in. Um, you guys want to throw out a little promo again, so everybody knows when and what time the the play is going to be staged. The dates are the November third through the fifth, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday at seven thirty. Mm-hmm. I believe, yeah. Great. And what's the name of the play again? It's called the One Act Festival, but it's the three plays that we're doing are Happy Birthday Will, Highly Theatrical Terms, and No Horse Town. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's going to be exciting. And how many, how many Fairmont students would you say are involved in the whole play? With, like cast and crew total? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, a, it's a good amount. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, would say, I was about to say like around 40-ish. I mean, there. when auditions come out, that list oh, is yeah. filled yeah. immediately. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. That's great. <laughs> And I think I think last the last winter play we had, I think that our director Mr. McGarvey he had to expand the lit mm-hmm. like change the show because mm-hmm. of how many people were like, oh we want to do this and we were like and he's like okay here's the clue and that was one of the I think like cast and crew driven shows and it was probably one of the most fun shows that we've done so far at and least my time seeing here. the set for that was amazing mm-hmm. um, yeah clue was insane when they um, we had was it eight rooms. Yeah. Um, yeah, we had we built like eight partial amazing. rooms in total. And when they first, you know, came to build crew with this idea, I um I thought they were joking. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, like I legit didn't believe them. I was like, okay, all right, what's the backup plan here, you know? <laughs> but it was really surprising, you know, we got it all done, it came together. I think that show from the crew side was just crazy. Um it was a lot of technical stuff in it. There's one scene where like a chandelier drops 
And one of the interesting things to me was, you know, I saw the stuff in the script reading through. And so I went on YouTube to see what other high schools have done for these technical things. And most of them cut out at least one or two of the technical things in the script. Oh. And we left them all in. So ah. it was a challenge um, to put together, but it was a lot of fun. And yeah, it came out well. Yeah. So you accepted that challenge and you persevered. That's awesome. I like Kettering. We are so fortunate in Kettering to have amazing students like you and problem solvers, and but also this amazing facility and a community that supports the arts and you know the STEAM aspect of our educational process. Because just listening to the three of you just gives me so much hope for our future. And you guys are amazing. And I thank you so much for being here because what you're doing is going to, you know, what we're doing, what you're doing today in Fairmont is going to be life skills and things that you will carry through college and or whatever you choose to go, you know, tech school or whatever, um, you know, to carry you through life. And it's really exciting listening to you guys. So break a leg in a week. Thank you. <laughs> We're looking forward to it. And Coach Byrne, did you remember the play that you starred in? I, in you high know school? what? I don't. Um, I can't even. Remember. I'm. I'm gonna have to do some research, and okay, I will find right. out again. I can't remember, but all I know is that I was a dead person, and I was haunting <laughs> my wife and different things. It was a lot of fun. It was a great <laughs> thing. But what it was called. I don't yeah. remember. But that was like, God, a 1986. Few a few years ago. That's how old I am. <laughs> so, <laughs> Thanks, you guys. Really appreciate you being here with us today to share kind of your experiences with um, the fall play and really how this is such a great example of STEAM education at its best here in the Kettering Schools. Yeah, thank you. And thank you, Carrie, for everything. And this is thank you, John, for sharing all of your technology with us and mm -hmm. having that we are actually on the stage in this <laughs> beautiful auditorium yeah, to do this podcast. Thank you today. for interviewing us. Yes, thank you. Very much. You're welcome. Yeah, thanks for having us on. Yeah. Take care. Okay.